could you start us off by giving me just a brief summary of what your article is about? I had covered the oral arguments that were held this Tuesday, February 22nd. I was most interested in covering Drew Adams versus St. John's County School Board. He is a transgender male and a recent graduate from Nice High School. Um, During the time he was enrolled um, as a female in the fourth grade. However, um, during high school, he started his transition um, after being diagnosed with gender dysmorphia. But the policy of St. John's County School Board as it stands states that whatever the students' records and sexual orientation as were recorded on the enrollment when the student came to St. John's County School Board, um, that is the policy that they're going to adhere to uh, separate spaces. So they did deny him um, from using the boys' bathroom, and this case is now in federal appeals court. Um, After speaking with Drew on Tuesday, they seemed very hopeful. Um, The mother, um, both her and Drew thought the judges asked really great questions. They were very inquisitive. Um, They felt that they were very comfortable, um, but they also, um, there was some opposition from from some of the judges for sure. Um, Some were making, testing hypothetical situations that involved non-transgender students in these separated spaces, as well as um, what uh, St. John's County School Board policies did state um, in their documentation, their in their uh, code of conduct. So um, there is no set decision from these oral mar- arguments yet, uh, but the uh, plaintiffs are hopeful. Could you go into some of the history on this case and what led to the event that you attended Tuesday? Yeah, of course. There's there's been uh, a lot of change in the transgender community just recently um, in our in our day and age, um, and there's been a lot of pressure, especially because a lot of other circuits around the Eleventh Circuit Court of Appeals have ruled in favor of uh, the transgender community and transgender civil rights. So it, it's putting a bit of pressure on these judges um, to determine and set this precedent. This is sort of a follow-up piece for me because I had reported on a case of a transgender woman who um, started a case in Broward County. Um, She had attended a school there and she was challenging the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, which um, prohibits transgender women from competing in any sort of sports, whether it be um, at the elementary level, the high school level, or at the collegiate level. So um, that was temporarily suspended because of the higher case level. This uh, case with Drew Adams is at the federal appeals. So it's going to set the precedent for um, the future of of transgender um, rights. So it's definitely a turning point, it's an inflection point. So it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how it will pan out. Yeah, what were some of the points that were brought up during the reconsideration on Tuesday? Um, so I actually didn't get to that. That's a that's a separate situation. Um, I didn't get to attend. So I only um, had the interviews with his lawyer, as well as him and his mother afterwards. So I can't go too much into the specifics of what was said. I know we I had said that they talked a lot about um, the opposition side, um, wanted to give a lot of hypotheticals as to, um, let's say there was a biological man um, that was in the bathroom and then a transgender man had came and they were starting to deviate um, from like 
situations where the individual would be trying to enter the bathroom um, for reasons that they did not specify or for any sort of um, criminal acts. And that was kind of uh, one of the points that St. John's County School Board wanted to uh, uh, elaborate on was that, that they're trying to separate spaces to protect privacy rights of, of students. Um, but then uh, plain, the plaintiffs did argue that in their code of conduct, they stated that any any criminal acts will be um, protected against in, in any space of the school. So it, it doesn't make sense to prohibit a transgender male from using these, uh, his, the bathroom that they prefer. How did you find the story and what was that process like? It was an amazing experience all around. Um, this was definitely the most extensive reporting that I've done, the most on the ground in the field. Um, like I had mentioned to you earlier, I didn't get to attend, I didn't get to go into the courthouse, unfortunately, for some personal reasons, but I had waited until the oral arguments were done, and um, I <laughs> stood outside the courthouse waiting for Drew and his mother and the attorney to come out. Um, I spoke with them all. It was a very, very uh, passionate conversation, I guess you could say, that I had with, with Drew. It was very um, touching to hear from him. and and his experience, and especially his mom. I mean, they've been through this case for about five years. It's, it's definitely been an extensive journey. Um, so like I said, they're, they're very hopeful that, that the outcome they've been, they've been fighting for will, will come to fruition. Um, I think that it's an experience that a lot of reporters, uh, especially in the College of Journalism here at UF, um, should experience. Um, it was a great, great uh, in the field uh, journey. <laughs> um, could you talk a little bit about what the next steps will be and what we could um, expect to see? Is there any estimate on when that decision might come out? So I had spoken, I had asked this same question to the lawyer and unfortunately, no. The legal system is so uh, very interwoven. It's very complicated. So there's definitely not a say or um, a way that we could estimate when a decision would be made. Um, other than the fact that we can just hold hope. I know I kind of touched on it earlier, but you asked how I, how I came to find this piece. Um, it definitely was uh, an ongoing uh, investigation, or I, would, I wouldn't call it an investigation, but it was, it was an ongoing follow-up story to, to the, the transgender woman. Um, she, she did not, uh, her family chose not to disclose her name, but she is from Broward County. And, and the case is temporarily suspended, but she's still going to be rising into high school and, and the case is, is uh, unconclusive. So, so we're not sure if she's gonna be able to have that opportunity. Um, and we're not sure what, what, what this means for the future of, of transgender and for the transgender community and, and their civil rights, whether it be at school or, or anywhere. Um, I think this is an important inflection point that, that we're gonna see how how this will, will change things in the course of the next couple, probably a couple weeks or a couple months, a couple years, we don't know. 